Hello, Pod Save Africa listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Pod Save Africa and Mythological Africans Collaboration, where we would be bringing you pre-hosted and pre-recorded conversations that Mythological Africans host every Fridays on their Twitter spaces called Fireside Fridays. And we'll be providing the information about these spaces and how you can be a part of them in the show notes at the end of the episode. Pod Save Africa. Welcome to 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 Pod Save Africa. Welcome. Now to set the mood for the story you're about to hear. Imagine it's a Friday night. You've come back from a busy day of work or of school or, you know, just going about your day. You're looking for some time to just chill, to rest, and maybe to feel present in your experience. And so you decide, maybe not Netflix today, maybe not something else. Let me be a part of Fireside Chat Fridays. So you walk over to the gathering that you hear the chatter of, you feel the warmth of, You feel, you hear the cackle of the fire. So you walk over, you sit on the logs. You feel the warmth of the presence of the people around you and of the fire beside you. You lean in closer to just embrace the experience you're having. You feel relaxed. You feel energized. You feel ready for the experience of sharing, of embracing African folklore and tales. Mm. Now, on to the story. They were reading folk tales from um, the Nupe people. And the Nupe people are found in mostly mostly Nigeria, I believe. Um, you might know them as the Nupawa or the Tapa. I think the Hausa people refer to them as the Nupawa, and the Yoruba people refer to them as the Tapa. But um, they're more commonly known as the Nupe people. And um, if you are into African art, you might have run into these people before because they're one of the, the people on the African continent whose art, um, like that aspect of their culture has been pretty well studied. An excess of jealousy, a no pay for pill. So a man married a woman. He did not wish his wife ever to look at another man. So he took his wife and concealed her in a hut out on his farm. The wife was never allowed to leave the farm and go into town. Before her marriage, the wife had a man friend, and this friend said, I should like to talk to my girl again. If her husband tries to stop me, then I will make him suffer for it. And so the friend took the fruit of a baobab tree and made a little hole where the eye was. Then he removed all the seeds and filled the fruit with small cowrie shells. He closed up the hole with a small wooden peg. 
And then under the cover of night, he went to the farm owned by his girl's husband. On this farm, there grew a baobab tree so tall that it was almost unclimbable. He hid the fruit that he had hollowed out and filled with cowries amongst the bushes at the foot of the baobab tree. Then he went home. The next day, he went back to the farm owned by his girl's husband. And the husband called out, What do you want here? What are you doing here? I've come from afar and lost my way, the friend said. I've been walking a very long time. Can I go to the hut over there for some water? Certainly not, the husband said. I'll go there myself and fetch you some water. You stay where you are. And so the husband went and fetched some water. The man drank and the husband said, now be off with you. Well, could your wife not prepare some food for us? The, the friend said, no, be off with you. I do not want to see you on my farm again, the husband said. This is not a pathway. I want to be left in peace here. Go away. Oh, just one more request before I go, the man said. Can you give me one of the fruits of the baobab tree? The tree is too tall. It has to be climbed. And what do you want the fruit for? Well, I will tell you, the friend said. Instead of seed, the fruit of this baobab tree contain cowrie shells. Some of them have up to 200 inside. Some of them have even up to 300. Ah, you're lying, the husband said. No, what reason would I have to lie to you, the friend said. Let's see if any of the fruit have fallen down among the bushes. Then you can cut one open and find out for yourself. And so the friend went searching amongst the bushes and picked up the fruit which he had left there himself. I found the fruit, he said. The husband took the fruit. He flung it on the ground. The fruit burst open, scattering cowries on all sides. The husband looked at the cowries and said, Ah, it is true. I have lots of money on my farm. But it was you who first showed it to me. These are cowries. He picked some of them up and examined them. Then he said to the friend, Stay here under the tree. I must go to the barn to fetch a ladder. And so the husband went to the barn and fetched the ladder. The friend stayed under the tree. The husband came back with the ladder, leaned the ladder against the tree, and started to climb. But then the friend said, I will go up and do the picking. No, 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 the husband said. I will climb the tree and do the picking. But you should let me climb the tree, the friend said. Nope. Now that I know, I know what you've come for here, the husband said. You wanted to steal my fruit with the cowries inside. I will go up the tree. So he went up to the top of the tree. The tree swayed. The husband climbed among the branches. The branches trembled. Several fruits fell down. The friend picked them up and looked at them. The husband saw him and yelled, Wife, wife, come out. Keep an eye on the friend. If there is no one to keep an eye on him, he will gather up the fruit with cowries and run away. His wife heard him and called out, Did you say I should come out to your friend? Yes, yes, come out, the husband replied. Come down and lie, stand beside him. Stay with him so he doesn't run away with any of our fruits. The wife came out, but she brought a mat with her and said, Oh, I'm to stay with the friend. Yes, lie down next to him. I am to lie down with the friend, the, hus the wife asked skeptically. Yes, go on, the husband yelled. Take a hold of him. And so the woman put the mat beside the friend. The friend pushed the ladder with his foot. The ladder fell down. The friend lay down on the mat. The friend said to the woman, Now, take a hold of me as your husband said to. And then he made love with her. The husband up on the tree. He saw the ladder fall down. He saw the friend on the mat. The husband could not get down from the tree. The husband yelled, Oh, God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. And watched as the friend made love with the wife five times. Then he said to her, All I wanted was to come and have a talk with you. The rest was arranged by your husband. 
And this is why a woman should not be kept shut up like yeah, she was a dog. It's quite a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, I like that this one, um, it, it actually, we don't have to guess what the moral is because it says there at the end. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's straightforward. True, true. And what I what I find interesting is this this theme of a man marrying a woman and then locking her up has come up quite a bit in the stories we've read so far. You know, makes you wonder, doesn't it? And it's interesting too because it's I can remember at least three stories um, where we've had this situation where a man marries a woman and she's attractive and he decides to lock her up, you know, to stop her from getting access to other men. And then things always blow up in his face. You know, things always blow up in his face. So you are right there, Rafia. The, the moral is pretty straightforward. A woman should not be kept shut up as though she were a dog. And then also what I've noticed from the other stories we've um, read from other parts of the continent is how, you know, uh, I mean, today, like, they would tell you that you know, traditionally women had to be virgins before they got married. Uh, but these women yeah. all had, like, male friends before they got married, showing that, you know, they had relationships with other people beforehand. So I find that interesting as well. That's a really great point, Rafiat. You know, and it's across all cultures. Now that you've mentioned it, you know, it's not concentrated in a particular part of the continent. We've read stories from all over, and quite often, you know, the woman had a boyfriend, a lover, or something. And in some cases, I think at least one story, you know, even as she was married, you know, she was. It was almost like she was allowed to take a lover of some kind, or she was, you know had access to certain things. So that's that's another really great point. And one of the reasons why I really appreciate some of these stories because they they give us an insight, you know, and really blow up a lot of the theories that you hear um, people push around, which quite often are intended to just, you know, control women, you know, push push women into some into some enclosure, some way of being which perhaps is not is not true to what, you know, African culture is. The first note I have on that story is, um, like the other stories, how passive the woman's role is. Like, the man desires to sleep with her, and in none of these stories does the woman seem to resist. Is it that they were willing? Uh, Were they forced? Or is there something culturally hidden within the the stories that we may want to highlight? Um, Just a side note, how did they count that he made love to her five times? Like, how does the count go? So your second question, Mukuka, we were just going with what the story says, right? <laughs> they said five times, we believe them, you know? <laughs> but to, to your first question, I think in this particular case, this man, this friend was the woman's lover before. So she knew exactly who he was. You know, she didn't need any encouragement to sleep with him or anything. She knew precisely who this, this fellow was. So, does, does that answer your question? Lovely, lovely. All right, uh, Sonia, you have your hand up? Um, I did. We had an earlier story where the number five kept coming up. So, I did research and five is a mystical number that symbolizes um, weddings and marriages between... Um, so... The fact that he made love to her five times means that she treated, he treated her like he was, uh, she was his wife. Huh. Interesting. So just out of curiosity, the, the symbolism of the number five, are you, is it from a particular cultural I, perspective or? 
I found it in a, a variety of cultural perspectives. I couldn't find a specific African one, but every time I would research, you know, the significance of five, it was as many cultures hold the five as, you know, the symbol of marriage. I think okay. two is the man and three is the wife. I can't remember. So interesting. Interesting. Um, so we have, uh, whoa, three hands up. So we'll go Rafiat, uh, Thais, and then Gary. That's the order in which your hands came up. Yeah, I just wanted to back Sonia up because I believe um, five is also a number so she said with um, like femininity and womanhood in Yoruba cultures. Very interesting. I think five is for women, seven is for men or something. So even in the spiritual aspect, like um, if a woman is taking five of persons in then a man will take seven or something. Um, I believe it's five. Um, yeah, Ooh. for my memory, I might be wrong, but I, I do believe like five is the number. Well, that, that's a bit of nugget for a little nugget for us to chew on. Certainly something we're looking, looking at um, in the future. And thanks for catching that, Sonia, the, the, the five. Because I, I have a standard standpoint, you know, I, I get very, very iffy around, you know, symbolism because it can go in multiple directions. And um, if, if we're not looking at the specific culture, then we can't really say it for, for certain. But with the fact that the Nupe people are, you know, close enough to the Yoruba and the Yoruba have this, you know, symbolism attached to five, it's definitely something that might be worth digging into um, eventually. Or it could have been that the um, collector used the number five to mean that the symbolized husband and wife true, from true, his true. culture. True, true, true. So now we have to think about what five, hold, what, you know, symbolism the number five holds from German, you know, the German standpoint. Um, fascinating, definitely worth looking into. Um, thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Rafiat. Asais, I believe you're next. Yeah, hi. I think there's an interesting thing going on in that story, which is like the moral, the moral of the story being don't, you know, lock your wife up. Um, but there seems to be, like I'm guessing, that um, in the... In the um, in this culture that the wife is expected to be monogamous with her husband by the sounds of it, he wouldn't be locking her up. Um, and yet, um, so she's broken her thing as well as him. He, he's, he's locking her up like he's not supposed to. And she's allowing herself, herself to sleep with this other man who came along cause she wanted to. So they've both made a transgression um, but the wife's one seems to be allowed as a justification for her, you know, sort of her revenge against being locked up. I I, I would think about it that way, Thais. Also, um, from just uh, from a few other stories that I have read, um, at least one other story from the Nupe people, the idea of uh, the woman having a lover seems to be like a standard thing because in, in the next story or in another story which we're not going to read or which we could, it's pretty short, um, it's basically a, a man trying to catch his woman, <laughs> catch his wife um, with, with, with her lovers, you know, and, you know, playing all kinds of tricks to, to, to catch her in the act. And um, I think there is, yeah, yet another story where the man, you know, in a fit of jealous rage goes out and kills the woman's lovers. Um, so it does sound like among the nuclear people, at least, you know, the idea of a married woman taking on lovers was not uncommon, but it was, you know, a transgressive thing because you had all these husbands who would be 
who would be uh, who were pretty jealous about it. Does that does that speak to your your question? Are you still with us, guys? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. All right. So I think we had Gary and then I believe Yoram put his hand up and then Noah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of came in from a different angle. It's a moral of the story. It's about, you know, the more you grab, the more that slips through your fingers and about possession. I mean, you're so wrapped up with the Cowboys, like you have something, you have a treasure, you have your wife. So I, I didn't come from the angle of, because I'm not that familiar with the, the culture, you know, about possessing a wife or taking for granted or affairs. So that's how I look at it. You know, it's just like, Look who your true treasure is. That's that's what I got from it. Excellent point of view, Gary, because you think that this man is black. He had the power, but supposedly was putting out powers and got the wife, but couldn't seem to get it together. True, true, true. Yoram? I kind of agree with Gary because, you know, my perspective on the story was yeah, I feel it was more um when you look at, when you look at it differently it's like it's a story around insecurity uh, and uh, and greed because this man you know even after having a very beautiful woman he's still quite insecure that you know he's probably going to to lose this woman so he locked her up but at the end of the day I still see him lose both the things that he that he possessed right which Again, if you think about it, he, he this guy is stuck in a tree, so we don't know if he ever got down. But the point is, he, <laughs> in, in in the way I, in the way I see it, he loses both his money right in 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 the in the in the tree's possession and his wife at the same time. So it's like, you know, um, you know, greed and insecurity will make you lose more than you you know than you actually have. So absolutely, yeah, kind of how I see it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Yara. And we have Noah. Hi. Um, for me, it was kind of agreeing with um, Yoram where, you know, there's the aspect of him being insecure. There's the aspect of him being greedy. There's also an aspect of trust, which he doesn't have in either his friend or his wife. And that comes back to bite him because clearly they know he doesn't trust them. Mm. And... <laughs> Why would you be with someone who doesn't trust you either romantically or platonically? It's, it's, it doesn't make for a good relationship. And so, um, you know, the friend has gone with this ruse and also, also comes up, uh, there's also the aspect of respect as well. Mm. Because your friend shows you that you have treasure and instantly you treat them like they're a criminal mm, mm. or you claim to love someone but they're a prisoner mm. so where, where, where's the where's the respect for the persons that they are so um that um he's he's an asshole and he doesn't know what he got so <laughs> No, no, no. Understandable, understandable. Now, in his defense, you know, in his defense, this this friend, this person, he didn't know this guy, right? Showed up as a stranger asking for water. His wife knew this guy because he was her, her lover before she got married. 
So in this guy's defense, you know, he perhaps had a little bit of reason to be suspicious, you know. Um, and, you know... Mm. Well, again, where, where, where does trust come in? Because... Well, between him and his wife, right? That, that's definitely a question of... So, and, that, and that's my thing, because you've got to give... Um, sorry to cut you in, but you've got to give... Of course. You've got, you, you've got to give people the... How do I put it? Trust is about giving people the chance to disappoint you because it's also a chance for them to not disappoint you mm. or, or, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a chance for them to, how do I put it? You got to give people the Show, show you how much they value you either by doing what you fear they will do or not doing it, you know? Mm. So at the end, for me, he's still an asshole. He should have handled it differently. I mean, on the principle of him locking the woman up, you know, we we we're not fans for sure. Um, but definitely, definitely can cut one way or another. Um, and the moral of the story stands: a woman should not be kept shut up as though she were a dog. But this this has me curious about you know Nupe culture as a whole now because I'm just flipping through some of the stories and quite a few of them feature you know women getting caught in the act or men being anxious about, you know, being caught. And that, that certainly, again, when you think about how these stories were collected, it was more than likely Leo Fabinius talking to a bunch of men that he hung out with. So perhaps some of their anxieties and concerns at the time were filtering through in the stories. So can't, can't of course, take the stories out of the context in which they were collected. Um, I, I always say here that I'm curious to hear what the stories might have been if, it, if they were collected from women. You know, we might have seen a completely different side to stories like these. But fair points all the way. And I think we all, we all agree that, you know, this, this guy locking his wife up was, was not the way to go. And you, you would say he got his just desserts, right? Stuck in a tree while his wife gets some, gets some good good down on the ground. Yeah. 